Hi everyone, this is Rachel with the Therapy Sisters. Welcome back as we wrap up our mini-sode series this week. We took the summer to do a mini-sode series on the concept of self-compassion versus self-judgment. And I just want to say what a gift it was to be able to put that out into the world. Um, So many people struggle with self-judgment and don't always recognize it. And I love being able to give tools that we can implement to help people move into a space of kindness and gentleness because we all need that in our lives. This week as we finish up, we're going to be talking about writing a self-compassion letter to yourself. And this is something that both Karis and I assign to clients as homework. And it's certainly something we've done for ourselves over and over again in our own struggles or things we're processing because it just kind of helps to bring awareness and shift perspective. So when we stop to really pay attention to how we are communicating with ourselves, whether it be through noticing our emotions, our body sensations, or thoughts, we can maybe catch some inner criticism or at the very least unhelpful thought patterns. It's not always super obvious. And I think a lot of people don't realize they're doing it at all because it's super sneaky because that's how self-judgment typically works. Sometimes it is blatantly obvious, but a lot of people feel that they're not really aware of it until we kind of point it out and start to pay attention. So we combat self-judgment by implementing self-compassion. And if you haven't taken a listen yet, I'd encourage you to go back and check out this series. There's just short little snippets that are easy to listen to that are full of little changes you can implement to move more into a self-compassionate space, which as we mentioned, is just so important and, and so, and so good to be able to do to shift, shift the space that you're in that isn't helping you. So a self-compassion letter is kind of like it sounds. It's a letter to yourself that offers compassion and kindness. So for example, you might take an issue like you don't feel like you're a good parent today, or maybe you struggle with some autoimmune concerns or issues and you feel really frustrated or uncomfortable in your body. Or maybe you struggle with, you know, some, some pretty serious mental health struggles and you just feel really frustrated. Um, and it's just hard. So a self-compassion letter validates the experience. It can normalize the sensations and your emotions and feelings, and it just creates kindness, empathy, and radical acceptance, which is just noticing what is there and accepting what is for the present moment. It kind of takes us out of that spiral just to be present. It's an important tool because it can shift perspective and feelings surrounding the issue, and it serves as an interruption to bring you into more regulated, grounded space, and it can at the very least shift you into neutral feelings about yourself and your circumstance versus unkind and judgmental feelings, which certainly affect how we feel. (laughs) All experiences and emotions are valid, and a letter of self-compassion encourages perspective and just shifts the view of self. So it brings to light the things that we need to do to kind of bring our emotions and sensations and feelings into a place of rest. So Kristen Neff speaks of the three pillars of self-compassion. The three pillars of self-kindness versus self-judgment, which is kind of like it sounds, moves into kind of a kind space instead of a critical negative space about yourself. Common humanity versus isolation. So that would be something like, I cannot be the only parent struggling in this situation or somebody else with autoimmune probably might have this similar sense or feeling. Maybe I'm not alone in this after all. And then mindfulness versus over-identification. So being mindful and aware versus over-identifying and personalizing. So a good way to kind of start a letter or a good place to begin would be something like this. So paragraph one can be how suffering and challenges show up in your life. And you're just stating facts and not judgment. So that could be something like parenting was so hard today or my body is in pain today or it's been a rough few days with my child's behavior and regulation has been difficult or I felt really good today and now my body hurts today. So that's an example of just noticing the facts without judgment. Paragraph two could be acknowledging that suffering and challenges are part of the human experience and validating this for yourself. So that would look something like, 
I think parenting is hard for everyone to some degree, no matter who you are. (laughs) Or it could be something like, I think most people with chronic pain or autoimmune struggles feel like their body hurts and doesn't feel well at times. It just acknowledges that it's part of the human experience and that maybe you're not alone in that and other people might have the same struggles. And you know what's interesting when we actually talk with other people and share our vulnerabilities, we're often met with, oh my gosh, I struggle with that too. So it just kind of brings that up for yourself as you're writing to yourself. And then paragraph three could be offering encouragement and compassion. This is not a fix. This is not what you do to make it better. It's just noticing. (laughs) So it might look like it's okay you aren't feeling the best today and your experience is important and valid. Or I will notice the emotions I'm having and remind myself they're giving me insight into my needs. I'm able to meet my needs and I'm sorry that I have to feel this way. Or I am learning and I am growing. So it just shifts it into like a really compassionate, encouraging space. You can do this. You are, you, you have permission to be in this space. Um, but I want to be very clear. This is not an easy thing. <laughs> I, I have rarely had a client who comes back the next week and says they did it and it felt great. Oftentimes it's something like I wrote paragraph one or I really struggled offering encouragement, compassion to myself because I don't feel like I know how to do that. Or I started a letter and then something else happened and it just, you know, further, further exacerbated the struggle. So this is something that can feel really uncomfortable because noticing information can be uncomfortable. Noticing emotion can be uncomfortable. Sitting with it can be uncomfortable. And it can be challenging because what you know is essentially, this letter is essentially asking you to reframe things that you believed in the past and narratives that probably have been there for a very long time. So I just want to validate that. And maybe even as you begin writing the letter, if you notice some of that discomfort, even acknowledging like, I can't be the only one who feels uncomfortable. There's got to be other people who've done this process and feel uncomfortable. Or it's okay you feel uncomfortable. This is a process and processes come a growth sometimes feel uncomfortable. So we just want to give you a little bit of a guide to walk through. And you can try this on your own. But also on Thursday... Karis is going to be sharing an example of a self-compassion letter that might be helpful. Um, So come back and listen to that and you can reflect and review on kind of what she shares and figure out how this might work for you. But our hope for you is that you can move into a space of neutrality or gentleness or kindness with yourself like you would a friend, like you deserve and are worthy of because we all are worthy of kindness and goodness. This is a process. Nobody does a self-compassion letter and lives in self-compassion forever. It's a daily choice and effort to to move more towards self-compassion. But we just want to let you know that it is possible and that we believe that it's possible for you and that we believe that it's, it's so important and you are so deserving of this. So join us back Thursday as Karis walks us through this. We hope this was helpful and we hope you have a good week.